0: Alright, well welcome to Big House tonight. My name is Brett for those of you that don't know. So just to recap, last week, girls, we found out that we stink, and we're not very nice to you guys, and we play games. So this week you guys get to learn about what we think you should know when it comes to relationships. Uh, first off, let me just say the honorable mention one of the, uh, of the week when I looked at the surveys was, ladies, we just want you guys to know that we hate to silent fart. So... Uh, just for you guys to know that, uh, if we just let one rip, uh, we just hate. It's, I think it's biological. If we try to silent fart, something goes wrong. So uh, I'm just totally kidding. So uh, so we're in this crazy town series. This is our relationship series. So the five things that us guys wanted you girls to know is number one, the notebook is fiction. All right, ladies? We do not get your obsession with movie characters, movies relationships, TV shows. Okay, so here's just a few to let you know. I just want to let you guys know straight up that these are fiction. The notebook we already talked about is fiction. All right? To let you know, Dear John is not real. It's a book. A Walk to Remember. Fiction. Safe Haven. Fiction. Now, hold on. This last one. Okay, maybe based on a little bit of truth, but I think it's fiction. It's fiction. There's no. I. I don't think those two were actually on the boat. But here's the thing: is that's funny. But really, what, what it is, what happens, and what I think happens when we get obsessed—or not obsessed—but we just really get into these shows, we really get into uh, these movies is. Our expectations for relationships, like, go through the roof. Um, And then what happens is we get into a relationship with maybe a high school guy, and honestly, like, we're not as romantic as those guys right now. Like, give us some time maybe, but, you know, we're not Nicholas Sparks. We don't write books like that, all right? I think what happens with those movies is that uh, what what girls, you guys love is The Pursuit. Like, we talked about it last week. Uh, Brad said, you know, girls want guys to know that pursue us, pursue our hearts. And that's true. Like, that's, that's true. But the way that sometimes these movies and TVs depict it is all you see is, like, the highlight reel of the relationship, which actually there's a reality to it. There's probably a reason why on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like, they're like, what is it, like one fur or two fur? Maybe two relationships out of the, we got, what, Three? Three out of the how many seasons, ladies? How many seasons have we gone? A lot. lot. Three for a lot. That's not good, especially when it comes to relationships, all right? So that's number one. Number two, help us out. I actually skipped a few slides, sorry. But help us out. Here's the thing. I don't know that you girls realize how much us guys think about sex. How quickly how visual we are. How quickly our minds can move to sex by a touch, by something you say, probably how you smell. But the re- reality is is sometimes what you guys wear it's hard and I'm not, not going to come up here and tell you guys that, tell you what you should and shouldn't wear. But I think what us guys would like you to know is be aware when you walk out to school. Uh, be aware of what you're wearing, especially, uh, especially godly men. It's a struggle. Uh, Matthew 5.28 talks about... But I say to you that everyone looks, that looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Pretty, uh, pretty big deal. It's ten commandments. One of the ten commandments, right? Do not commit adultery. And it's hard. Listen, I, I understand. Um, but I think here's the thing that you guys need to think about. And Proverbs uh, 31 is a great uh, chapter in the book for for girls to think about. But who do you want to pursue you? Do you want the guy to look inside and know your heart and know who you are as a person? Or would you rather him pursue you of the way that you're dressing? Um, Now, I'm not against girls looking beautiful. I mean, part of what attracted me to my wife was when I met her, I was like, hey, she's pretty good looking. But... That attraction only lasts, well it doesn't not only last, but the initial attraction is important. That's what draws you to a person, for sure. But what, what drew me more and most to her, and what drew me eventually to say that that's who I want to be my wife, was what was in her heart, and who she was. A couple verses out of Proverbs 31. gonna um, we'll start with chapter uh, verse 25. I don't have a slide for this because I kind of added this late, but... Verse 25 says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Strength and dignity. Like, think about dignity. And, and what does that mean when it comes to how, what we choose to wear? I think God definitely designed women for men to be attracted to, to notice uh, when they look beautiful. There's no question. Um, Genesis talks about that, how God made women and he was pleased out of his image. He wants, he wanted uh, that to happen. But I think what he ultimately did is created, he created a woman's heart too. And this proverb here talks about strength and dignity. I mean, how much more attractive is uh, dignity and how much more attractive is your heart than the outside of your body? The outside will fade away at some point in your life. I mean, um, I've even experienced that a little bit. I don't think I look like I did when I was 18. Um, i in 10 or 15 years, I'm probably going to look a lot different. Um, the outside starts to fade and wither. It's what's inside of you um, that stays. And probably a lot of you guys have heard this verse before. Proverbs 31.30. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. It's the idea of beauty being vain. I mean, it just it's worth. It's not worth, uh, in the end, how good you look is not going to amount to what it is inside of you. It says the last part of it says, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That is the most attractive quality a woman can have when you are seeking out a relationship with a godly man. Now, fellas, there's something that you need to know about this too, is there's some things that you need to know about how to pursue a woman. Uh, Ephesians five, 3, let me... Ephesians, we've got the slide. Sorry. 525, there it is. Ephesians 525 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So a godly man should love you like Christ loved the church. A godly woman, there's nothing better than a godly woman who fears the Lord. Number three. So, number three is relax. We need our bro time. Now, before some of you girls, I'm sure there's some of you that saw that, rolled your eyes and like, oh, bro time, whatever. (laughs) There's got to be truth to this because in probably eight out of the, so 12 or 13 surveys, bro time was in every single one of these, okay? And also, this one comes from like direct quotes from a small group that I had on Sunday night. Some of them, they said, space is okay. Don't overthink things. Don't overanalyze everything. Don't bring others into it by subtweeting. So here's the thing, ladies, and I know this can go both ways, obviously. There could be some guys that can be about as intense maybe as um, the girl in the clip. But the idea is is sometimes distance can maybe make the heart grow fonder. We're in a day and age where you can be connected 24-7, whether it's tweeting at each other, whether it's FaceTiming, whether it's text messaging, Snapchatting. But I think what the root of this is, is guys are asking you, trust us. Now, I know where some of this comes from. Some of you have been burnt. Some of you have seen relationships around you fail because of lack of trust. Hey, that's on the guys, right? And frankly, I would say if there's a guy like that and you're in a relationship with him, maybe it's a good idea to get out of that relationship if you can't trust them. I know one of the biggest things um, as I was developing a relationship with Karen is was trust, like just trust me. I trust you and she trusts me and it made everything so much easier because if she was going out with her friends, she was going out with her friends. If I was going out with my friends She didn't have to think or fear that I was going to magically fall in love with somebody else because we trusted each other. Proverbs 10.9 says, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. I know it's hard to trust, but if you trust in what God's word says here is eventually, if that's a crooked guy, eventually if he's in lack in character, you're going to find out. But here's the thing is, if you don't trust him from the get-go then don't be with him. Trust needs to be a priority in a relationship, and if trust is an issue, maybe that relationship needs to be reevaluated. Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I see that verse, and I look at it, and I think there's only one relationship that will take away our insecurities, that will take away our fears, and that's the Lord. And if your relationship with the Lord is a priority in your life, and it's the top priority in your life, then one, you're going to be secure and trust that person you're with, because you're going to get to know them. You're going to protect your heart a little bit in that relationship. And you're going to eventually figure out whether he's who he says he is, or if he's not. Number four. We get nervous. Uh just gonna let you know it's hard to approach a girl that for guys it's hard to approach a girl that we like, that we think is cute, and we want to ask out on a date. It's hard for most of us. I mean for me it's easy to talk about sports, it's easy for me to go to a game. But when it comes when it came to pursuing girls, Get nervous. Let me tell you a story about uh, Karen when I first met her. I was with some friends. We had some mutual friends, and uh, we were introduced and talked to her for a long time uh, one night, and uh, lo and behold, I leave uh, where we, we had met, Didn't ask her for her phone number. Uh, it's because I was nervous. Uh, it was like this: My f- friends were leaving. I was their ride, and they were walking out the door, and I panicked and just was like, "I gotta go. See you later. And I left. This girl that I talked to for a couple hours I thought was cute, man, I'd really like to get her to just left. So process of trying to find her email, tried to email her, smooth move. <laughs> Misspelled her name on her email, so then I'm panicking of like, oh, gosh, I guess she didn't really like me. Well, Good, well, that was a nice try. So this is what I did. I finally figured out what her phone number was. Uh, and I remember this pretty clearly because I was living at my parents' house like, you know, I was 25, living at my parents' house, so it was great. Uh, but I'm a huge Packers fan. Packers were playing on Monday Night Football, so I thought, here's the deal, I'll wait till halftime, I'll call her during halftime, because if I don't really like her, I'll just be like, hey, uh, Packer game's on, I gotta go. <laughs> so, I get the phone, on the phone, uh, and seriously, literally, feel like I have a bowling ball in my stomach, like ready to call her, and uh, dialed probably three or four times before I actually talked to her, and finally, finally she answers, well not finally, she answers, and and I guess the rest is history, I mean, uh, that, that phone call uh, lasted well beyond the football game, I don't, I don't even know how long we talked for, I don't even remember actually if the Packers won the game or not, I'm sure they probably did, that's how good they are, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think they won the Super Bowl that year, so I'm sure they won. <laughs> but the, here's the idea. Girls, we we know sports. We know video games. We know cars. We know whatever we're into, but we don't know girls. We get nervous around you guys, um, and that's hard for you. And I'm sure for some of you, man, you probably have your eye on some guy, and you're like, well, man, well, I like him, and what do I do? And be patient. It eventually, you know. If the feelings mutual, maybe we'll call. I mean, maybe not. Maybe we'll Snapchat you. Hey, I like you. I, I don't know. I literally. Uh, so this same small group, I thought would for. I thought, hey, this would be a great, good good warm up to our to our night. I'll just ask these guys um, about these, and literally sat down for the next you know probably hour and a half talking about the rules of relationships, and I was uh, I learned a lot. We we I was grilling these guys. I think they were getting some of them were getting a little bit uncomfortable, but I was trying to learn this. Relationships at high school, they're they're confusing. They're hard. No wonder guys get nervous, but I mean it's not even it's not all on them because you got this deal of, well, I'm talking to a girl and there's rules on how long you can talk to somebody before or I I don't I don't know. It's confusing. I think you guys just because of some of these movies and some of these shows, I think you take relationships in high school too seriously in the sense that, like, it's okay to go on a date and get to know somebody, but to enter into a real relationship, it takes time, it takes work, it takes opportunity to get to know you, but it takes honesty and trust. You have to talk to each other. You have to be on the same page, or, you know, you'll be talking to somebody for three months, and then you stop, and then you talk to them again. I mean, like, no wonder it's confusing but it takes maturity, maturity in a relationship, and it takes patience. Some of these guys will get it figured out. Trust me, I eventually got it figured out. The last one, number five, is good guys still exist. Now, some of you girls have been burned by what I would probably describe as boys. I mean, I was that guy at one time. I would try to If I liked a girl, I'd tell her what she wanted to hear so that she would like me back. But I was—I wasn't a man yet. I was—I was kind of a boy. um, Enjoyed—I don't know—I don't know why. But I was immature, seeking out relationships. But I think because of what we see on TV, because of what we read in romance novels and watching these movies. Creates this panic, and this, and it's exciting to have a relationship. But sometimes we panic, and we start to sacrifice character for the sake of having a relationship. And the Bible's fairly clear um, about relationship things. But here's just so here's a, something for you girls to like, just maybe this a piece of scripture to kind of imprint on your heart. It's Proverbs four twenty three that says, "Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it." And I think this is a great verse when it comes to relationships. Protect, your, protect yourselves. Until you find a godly man that is willing to sacrifice himself, you know, that Ephesians verse, love your wives. Well, you start to think about, as a guy, as a man, if I'm a man of God, like that's, that's, that's a verse that I should have imprinted on my mind of like, this is who I need to become. I need to become a man that is willing to lay down What Christ did for the church. and Some of you, we know, what did Jesus do for us? He died on that cross for us. He he gave his life up for you, for all of us in here. And that's what the Ephesians verse is asking the guys to do, is to lay down their lives for that person that they love. And so it's a process. So my other idea is be selective, but don't be difficult. Just talking about... Dating in high school, and I think it's okay to, you know, once in a while go out on a date or hang out with guys or, you know, be in a big group, get to know what it is you like. But don't be too difficult. A guy gets up the courage and he's a nice guy, ask him out. Or not ask him out, never mind. He asks you out. Don't be afraid if, if you know, your friends, you like him, whatever, say yes. But take it easy. Within a, develop the relationship. Protect yourself a little bit, I think far too often um, girls are very emotional and they want to they want to give their hearts away in a relationship i think that 's why we like The Bachelorette. You watch the guys, you watch the guys like try to like steal her heart away i mean i don 't know i I just shake my head every time <laughs> My wife loves the show, and that's i 'm happy that she she likes to watch it, but she could even come up here and tell you every time it's on. I just shake my head. I'm just like, such a joke. But I think what, you, what girls like about it is the fact that you're watching these, I don't know, however many, 25, 30 guys from the get-go trying to pursue this girl's heart. Or you watch The, the Bachelor and you see these girls giving their hearts to these guys. But here's the thing is you it's obvious, you watch the after, aftermath of what happens. So protect yourselves. And no, you have to be patient. There's some guys in here. There's some guys in here that are already godly men that are trying to figure it out. Still, we're immature in high school. We're immature in college still. We're starting to figure out what it means to be godly men. It may take some time. There's some guys in here that aren't godly men yet that eventually become godly men, and I'm, I'm sure of it. But it takes time. And for you guys to protect yourselves during that time is to guard yourselves a little bit until you know until that's revealed, his character is revealed through a process of um, a relationship. So, here's some challenges to leave you guys with. Girls, take what you heard to heart tonight. Maybe there's one thing that I said that you agree with or with you are saying, I need to do that in my life. Then do it. Two is have a conversation. Whatever it is you figure out, whatever it is you want to implement into your life, talk to your small group leader about it. Talk to your friends. I, I know girls talk to each other. Every time I come home from my friend's house, my wife says, what would you guys talk about? Like, I don't, mm, what do you guys talk about? She comes home, girls talk, right? Tr- find a trusting friend that says, hey, this is what I heard. This is what I want to do in my life. Number three, get some accountability. Same thing with the conversation. Trusting friend, small group leader. It's a good idea, though we talked about guarding our heart. Ladies, Is that trusting friend, probably a good idea to be a girl. Probably a good idea, uh, maybe somebody that's maybe older, a little more uh, spiritually, maybe mature, to help you um, filter through some of the things that you're thinking about, some of the things that you heard. And then number four is set standards. Um, be selective, not difficult, but set standards and hold to those standards. I think the more that you guys hold to your standards, the better success rate you're going to have in a relationship. Uh, I talk to people sometimes. I mean, like people get in relationships in high school, but I think like how many like how many of you in here maybe have had. More than one significant other more than one girlfriend in your whole life, I mean be honest, come on, girls you 've maybe gone out with somebody, be honest, right So the track record is there 's two things that can happen in a relationship, right You either get married or you don't right? Two options. The thing is is in relationships, and especially in high school relationships, what are we doing? And this is for everybody what are we doing to make sure that we're taking care especially if we're if we're trying to have a godly relationship we're, we're pursuing God and we want that significant other to pursue God what are we doing to protect each other's relationship with God and then help each other be better because of the relationship I mean I know that's that's a hard thing to think about but I think I remember talking to Karen about this when we started dating I said I said regardless of what happens to our relationship I want to make sure that if, if we're successful in this, we get married. Or if we, we, you know, if we decide that we're not the right ones for each other, that somehow we're both better because of this relationship. And sometimes you don't realize that on the near end of the relationship, but maybe as you progress past that, if it's a godly relationship, you realize that. But it's important for relationships beyond to end well. And that has to do with emotionally, how much we're involved with each other, physically how much we're involved with each other. Last thing I'm going to end with is John 4. And if you guys want to open up to this, I'm not, I had the slide, but there's just, there's just way too much um, in it. So we're just going to, we're not going to put it on there because I think it can get pretty confusing because I'm going to kind of fly a little bit through it. But here's the story of Jesus with this woman at the well. Um, in my Bible it talks about Jesus and the woman of Samaria, and just a little background, like Jews talking to Samaritans were a little bit um, culturally not really accepted, and then a Jew male talking to a Samaritan woman, a little dicey, so Jesus comes up to this well, and he's thirsty, they've been traveling, and uh, he asks this woman, he says, give me a dr- uh, he asked her for a drink, and she says, well, uh, why don't you have anything to drink with, um, you know, because she knew kind of the It was kind of a little dicey that he was talking to her. It was like, who is this guy? Uh, So she says to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given to you living water. She then says... Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well, and he drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So basically what he's telling her is he has the gift of eternal life. And here's what we find out about this woman. He later tells her, he says, go call on your husband to come here. And the woman answered him, I have no husband, Jesus said to her. Jesus said, you're right in saying that, you have no husband. For you've had five husbands, and the one now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And he says this to the woman. And uh, here's the thing I want you guys to pull out of this. Here's obviously a woman that for some reason or another had been in five marriages. And right now living with someone that she wasn't married to. So obviously some chaos and some turmoil in her relationship. And I would tend to believe that relationships to her became her top priority. Like the number one thing in her life. And if I would give you girls and guys here, this is for everybody. If I could give you this advice, Jesus just said to her, he said, the water that I will give to you is the wellspring of life, of eternal life. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is this. If Jesus Christ is your number one relationship in your life, if he's the number one relationship in your life, every other relationship is going to benefit. If you are pursuing Christ with your heart, every, every single relationship is going to benefit from it. And that means a relationship with a guy, for guys, a relationship with a girl. If your number one thing is Jesus Christ, he has eternal life. He's the one that can make you whole. All those insecurities and fear of lack of trust that you have, when we trust in Jesus, that's who we turn to in a time of need. And that's, that's that's my advice for you guys. I will tell you this, with Karen and I's relationship, when there's, there are times that it's, it's hard. Now, there are more times of excitement and joy, and we've, we've had a great five years. It's been a ton of fun. But if Jesus wasn't at the center of my life, if Jesus wasn't the center of her life, and there are times when we are wavering in our faith a little bit or it's a struggle, it's a busy life, that affects how we connect. That's a f- that affects how we treat each other, how we're in relationship with each other. But in the times when we're, we are pursuing Christ, even when we want to kill Aiden because he won't listen to us, when he's throwing things all over the house, when he's kicking footballs at our pictures on the wall, like when Jesus, we, we have the patience and we can laugh at that stuff. Our relationship is whole because Jesus makes us whole, and that makes our relationship work. Um, I'll pray, and the band will come up here, and uh, we'll worship this God that loves us so much that he gave his one and only son for us to cleanse us of our sins. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to um, speak. Um, I appreciate uh, the spirit here in this room. I just pray that hearts, um, we're open and, and we're listening tonight that, um, that you become number one in our lives. Um, Tim was sharing earlier tonight um, with the band just of how uh, when Jesus is in that top place, when he is the author and perfecter of our lives, uh, there's nothing greater and nothing more um, powerful in our lives. And so we give you thanks uh, for that cross, um, the blood that was shed, and uh, what you did for us. In that moment. In Jesus' name. Amen.